0: frustrated black question podcast. everybody. Jay Wright with Frustrated Black Christian Podcast. Uh, thank you again for joining me. Thank you guys for uh, your patience and your understanding as we um, you know we've been doing what we've been doing. We've been working, we've been getting, and we've been grinding. And sometimes I have those weeks where a lot of things are just congested uh, I'm, and I'm congested in multiple ways, congested as far as like with the schedule And if you hear me sounding a little stuffy uh, I am congested as well No, it's not COVID It's just my allergies or my sinuses Just kicking my behind It's been kicking my behind all week So, um I apologize if you hear me clearing my throat I cough for anything like that Um, just Going through, but I'm You know, I'm making it So, uh, shout out to everybody Who, um Who supports? I don't take you guys for granted. Uh, I think it is so important for us to say thank you always to the people who support you as you go through your journey. Not so much. You know, of course, you'll say thank you to those when you you reach your destination. But, you know, everybody's going to want to be a part of the team you make it to the top, but it's those people that help you along the way. And you guys have helped me along the way. And as I am growing and God is growing me in multiple ways, and I'm so grateful for it. He's blessing me in in, in just about it, not not in just about in every aspect. I wish I could share it with you all, uh, but I'll share it soon enough. So uh, I just want to say thank you guys for, you know, everything that you do to help push me to uh, continue to do what I do, to live up my purpose. So uh, shout out to you all. But um, today I want to talk about something that I spoke about at my church on Sunday, uh, a very touchy subject that we don't really um, hear too much about. Well, we, well, we definitely hear about when I was growing up, but um, I think it's important for us to talk about this subject Um, because it's a real subject, not just in our world today, but in the, in, in, in the Christian world, in every world, in every aspect, you know, we got different aspects of life or whatever the case might be, case may be. And, um, everybody faces it. It's just a fact, you know, somebody's dealing with it. If it's not you, it could be somebody that's next to you. And I'm talking about the subject of depression, Um, I know that's a a heavy conversation to have, and no, I'm not coming with solutions. I'm just coming with you today on what I've discovered. I am not a professional. Uh, I am not a licensed doctor. I don't, you know, people don't pay me for advice, but uh, I'm just talking to you from my experience on what I've faced and how I have begun my journey in coming through My bout with depression, because Sunday I spoke from the message, uh, the name of the subject, the subject of the message was I'm saved, sanctified and battling depression. And a lot of times we don't want to admit that we don't want to talk about it. You know, we want to, you know, put on that church face. We want to put on, you know, the church clothes and uh, we want to have that church look and as if everything is all right. But on the inside, we're battling and we know that everything isn't all right. And I have a problem. We've we've all read stories. Most of us have read stories about people who are just coming from church and you know, the next thing, you know, they, that happens is they go to church, have a good time, and then they go home and they kill themselves. And then everybody's wondering why, why, did such and such, why did, how, how did this, how did this happen? They was always smiling. They was always working. They was always helping others. That's good. And that's true in this place. But here it is. A lot of times we, those things become routines and it becomes a mask to hide what's really going on. On the inside so it's important for us to begin to have the conversation to talk to those who may be dealing with it because we don't know who's dealing with it because Everybody is going through something. You are not alone in the words of Michael Jackson. You are not alone. You are you are uh, having, you are a spirit, having a human experience and depression is a part of your human experience. So it is important for us to talk about it, to deal with it, to understand one another, to confront it so that we can overcome it. I hope I'm making sense on this morning. And I don't want to sound redundant, but I, I'm just talking about I'm, I'm, I'm coming from my experience, still pastoring, still a husband, still a father, still active in those roles, still working on the, at the radio, still doing this podcast, still, you know, doing all this stuff still going to work still doing all of these things still smiling joking cracking jokes all these good things I'm still doing this stuff but yet in the in on the inside of Elijah one Elijah one is depressed he's oppressed he's got low self esteem he got anxiety he's got all these things that he's dealing with on the inside and on the inside I'm crying for help and I'm wondering who's going to be strong for those who are uh, look to be strong. Uh, let me see, Let me calm myself down. Who, where do the strong go when they need strength? You know, it's easy for everybody to call on you for help, call on you for prayer, call on you for advice, call on you when they need somebody to lean on, call on you when they need to dump their, their, dump their, uh, their feelings are vent to vent to somebody. They're ready to call on you, but who is there for you when you need help? And I didn't really re- recognize that I had, that I was really, I never openly admitted that I was dealing with depression until I was having a conversation with Keisha on this weekend and as we were talking and she said she was talking to me and she was telling me, you know, some things that I needed to hear and it kind of like, well, dang, that's kind of, you know what? I think I have been dealing with depression. I have been dealing with this. uh, You know what I'm saying? I've I've been going through this thing. So uh, I was finally open already to admit it openly. So my, healing process or my deliverance process could begin. And it's so important for us to be able to first acknowledge it, but then understand this after studying this message that God gave me. And I'm not going to preach to you all on, on uh, this podcast, but I am going to give you some tips that I've learned through this story, through this biblical story. Um, There's a process before admitting there's some stuff that has to go on before somebody can just come out and say, I am dealing with depression or I am depressed. Somebody quickly say it nine times out of 10, they're not dealing with depression because some people might use that title or use that term to say that they're, that they are dealing with depression and they really want attention cause you do have those people out there who are, um, you know, we're not in the church. This is for a straight a black Christian podcast. So I'm gonna talk how I talk. Cause I'm gonna keep it real with y'all. I'm gonna keep it 100 with y'all. There are those people who are attention whores. That's what I call them. Attention whores. People who will do anything for attention. They like good attention. They like bad attention. They like attention that, that You know, as long as it's attention, it's almost like a drug. They have to have attention running through their system. Don't you know that there are people who will actually start up mess just to gain attention? There are people who will do stupid stuff just to gain attention. I mean, look on social media. I dare you scroll through social media and you will find at least one person who's doing something outrageous for attention's sake. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about people who are functioning, depressed individuals who are who you wouldn't even think was depressed they always smiling they always happy they always joyful they always are encouraging but they're dealing with depression i'm talking to you on this morning i'm talking to you on today i'm talking to you whenever you hear this podcast this podcast is for you first thing i want to let you know is this you are not by yourself you are not alone. See, because the first thing that happens is or one of the things that happened with me is the devil or the enemy will play with your mind to make you think you're the only one who's dealing with this. You're not alone. Statistics show that one out of every 20 people you see is dealing with depression. One out of every 20 people you see is dealing with depression. Now that may not seem like a lot, but imagine our world today. Imagine our uh, society today. That's five out of uh, 100. Then that's 50 out of a thousand. Then that's 500 out of a, out of a hundred thousand. It don't seem like it's a lot, but it is a lot because for some that road leads up to suicide. And what we have to do is we have to start talking about it before that person gets to that point. Now there's not, now let me say this, there are different ways of suicide. It ain't always just physical suicide, which I don't even think they, they take in with, through statistics People die and give up on life. You know, those people, they just don't, people who just quit and don't care no more. What's the point? You no, know, they have, they, their careers could have been so much further than what it was. And they just end up quitting their careers and giving up on their careers and giving up on their dreams. I I, I feel like that's a way, of, a, 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 a way of suicide. The killing of your dreams, the killing of your purpose, the killing of your destiny. But that physical uh, Suicide is real People uh, uh, Another statistic that I saw Was this in, in our world The entire world The planet Earth Suicide happens every 11 minutes That's startling That's crazy So So What I felt led to do Sunday, excuse me, was to talk about my journey, to talk about my situation, how I went through what I went through. And the scripture that God gave me to help me in my journey. Now, am I totally free from depression? No, I'm not going to say that, but I'm on my road to recovery. I'm on my road to coming out of it. And that's where it begins. And, and and that's the key. I'm battling depression. I'm not allowing depression to, to take over me. I'm fighting it. You got to have a fight in you. You got to have a will in you. So today I hope that this podcast is an encourager, is an encouragement. I say encourager, Encouragement. <laughs> to strengthen you in your journey. All right. The scripture that God gave me was, um, first Kings, the 19th chapter and verse, uh, the 19th chapter and the key verses in verse four. Uh, but when you understand that, that that part in the prophet Elijah's life. Um, he had just accomplished some great things. And one thing that I read, I read an article I read several articles, but one of the articles I read was a lot of times depression can come after your biggest achievements. You know, it's not always, oh, I'm not making it in life. So therefore, you know, I'm depressed. No, sometimes depression happens when, you know, the big things happen in in your life. And sometimes you wonder, how can I either keep this level or how can I top this level? And the pressure can c- c- kind of seep in that way. Or in Elijah's case, you know, he just caught down rain after a seven year drought. He just defeated Jezebel and her pro- and the prophets of Baal. He just outran horses. Come on, a human outrunning horses. Never been seen before. So all these things, these major things that we would look at, say, dang, that's really dope. That's really crazy that he was able to do those things. All those things happen. And yet here it is after a threat from Jezebel. This prophet who did all these great things, all these wonderful things is now running for his life. He is scared. He hides or he finds shade under a tree and he's under this tree and he begins to pray this prayer to God, basically asking God, what's the point of my life? I wish you would just kill me. He is depressed. He is suicidal after being used by God. Notice that God has just used him in a a crazy way. To show his glory and yet still here it is after God has just done this great thing through you. You still depressed, you still suicidal because of what you are facing. Let me break that stigma now just because you're a sage, just because you're a Christian. That does not mean that you're not going through a human experience. Saved people are depressed, can be depressed too. Christians can be depressed too. Christians go through things too. We're not Mister Perfect. We're not Missus Perfect. And I'm tired of, of having that stigma. Where people think that we, uh, we we think that we're better than we are just because we're we're Christians. Or we no, we're having a human experience just like you. We just trust God. We have a relationship with God because that's what that that's what that is ultimately about—a relationship with God. Don't, in your relationships Don't you have ups and downs In your human relationships So of course you have Ups and downs In your relationship With God as well But God loves us so much That he understands us As humans Check this out man This is how dope God is He loves us Even through our human experience Even when we're dealing With depression And I'm, I'm going to We're going to walk it down And we're going to show you How God helped Elijah get through His depression Or his depressed or suicidal moment. He wanted to kill himself. So the first thing the Bible says that he did. Was Elijah rested. Then he said. The Bible says that the angel woke him up. Fed him. And put him back to sleep. I want to pause right there. And let you think about that. God gives him time to rest. And to make sure he's eating right. One of the first steps in dealing with depression is making sure that your physical man is okay. And I told the church on Sunday, it's not just important that you uh, just because you see somebody who's depressed and they always in the bed. Oh, they always in the bed. They they should be getting some sleep. And I told them on Sunday, a lot of times we can be we can be in the bed and we can be sleep, but we're not resting are you getting quality rest? It's not about the quantity. It's about the quality of rest you're getting. Are you getting quality rest? Are you resting well? You know what I'm saying? It's so important that you get the right rest so that you can clear your mind, so that you can clear your body you know, clear your clear your thoughts. It's not good to be on social media right before you go to bed. You your body needs time to settle itself. Your body needs time to calm down from the day that it has had, so that you can get the proper rest. Another thing is the the diet that we eat, the diet that we have, the things that we eat. It also contributes to our physical man. You know. I told the church I had for a week and I'm still continuing this. I had to cut away from eating meat products because I know, I know a lot I know how a lot can be effective. And one thing for me is when I kind of go on my vegetarian uh, routine diet every now and again, it helps clear help one that helps my body digest stuff. That's already in it. And then it also helps me in clearing my mind, help me clear my skin. See, I know when my body needs to back away from certain things because my face has shown me everything I need to know. Your body has a way of showing you what it needs. So when I cut away from eating the meat products, and I stick to more of a vegetarian diet, and I even have going vegan at times, when I... Eat the proper diet for a larger one. I'm saying for a larger one, you got to figure out what your proper diet is for yourself. You have to accept and adjust and, and, and go through what it is you have to go through. So, you know, rest and diet. Is so important to your physical man. God allows him to rest and to eat. So that's the first step in in dealing with depression, battling depression. Second thing is this. After he goes to sleep that second time, the Bible says that the angel wakes him up again and feeds him. And tells him, you need to eat because this journey you're getting ready to go on, you will need your strength. So the angel feeds him. And then the Bible says that Elijah goes for a, he's he's called to go to this mountain. And the Bible says that he takes this 40 day journey. And this commentary I wrote, what I read said that, you know, this is significant. You know you know we know about the forty days you know Jesus was tempted for forty days, and the children of Israel walked traveled for forty years it was supposed to be a forty day trip it turned into forty years um but uh this was significant in another way because this forty day trip notice God did not speak to Elijah, he did not respond to his prayer yet. This was God's way of allowing Elijah to collect his thoughts. This is the second step in battling depression. You have to have time to understand what you're going through. How can you help yourself or how can you help others if you don't understand? you can't help yourself. How can you get help from others if you don't understand what it is you're going through? You can't explain what you're going through on the inside. So you need that time once you have rested and you had a proper diet and you had those time to gather yourself. This is a time where you gather your thoughts, collect yourself, check your emotions, and you begin to just think things through. Okay, Elijah what are you feeling? What are the, what, what, what does these thoughts that are going through your head? What do they mean? Think about your life and think about everything that you've been going through. And begin to just, you know, be real with yourself. And, and, and I know speaking for myself, the more that I was real with myself, the more that I was able to say, you know what, Elijah one, you haven't been happy yeah, you've been smiling, you've been doing all this stuff, you still an active dad, a still an active husband, all this good stuff, still a pastor, whatever, they, all that stuff that's good in this place. But a lot of you aren't happy. What's going on? Collect your thoughts, write down things. Uh, one thing that is therapeutic and, and that um, I picked up from one of my mentors. Uh, KV James, he said, it's important to, sometimes it's important just to write things. Don't type them, write them and just to write out your feelings, write out how you, what you're going through, write out how you feel about what, about different subjects and different things like that. And you're able to collect your thoughts and there, and then you can understand better looking at yourself from the outside of what you are going through. God gave a logic that period, that 40 day period to collect this thoughts. And God did not say anything to him. He gave him time. Notice how important time is. We have to give people time. When we see people going through, when we see people who are dealing with depression, we can't always be on them. Hey, what's wrong with you? You're You're not happy. You're not smiling. You're not, oh, you're going through all of this kind of stuff like that. And, 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 you know, you're trying to be helpful, but you're really not being helpful because until a person is ready to admit what they're going through, the best, sometimes the best thing for you to do, to do is to be there, but be silent, be present, but be silent. And one of the things that I cannot stand, and I, I'm kind of going, I'm going into this next one, next, next part of it. And I'm, we well, I won't hold you too much longer is this yeah elijah had time to collect the starts but then when he reached his journey he reached a uh, reached the the mountain where God told him to go to the bible says that he rested again y'all better catch this rest is so important you guys quality rest is so important then god spoke to him he said basically ask elijah what's going on and Elijah began to vent to God, God, I'm your servant. I've been serving you. I've been doing all these things. I been you've been using me and I've been a willing vessel for you. I've been an example for you. Yet your people have turned your, their back on you. They have destroyed the temple of God. They have destroyed the place of worship and all the prophets that was there. They have killed and I'm the only one left. And now they are threatening my life. And I can believe that he not just he not not just saying saying this in a calm manner. He is venting. That's the second step. Once you have rested, eaten, you have checked your physical body, you have had time to collect your thoughts. You have to allow that person who's dealing with depression. If they come to you and trust you, you have to allow them to vent without responding. You have to give them that time to say their piece. One thing I cannot stand is people and leaders because I've experienced myself and it is a, it makes me mad. It is Peter, Peter Griffin said, it grinds my gears when people come to you or I go to somebody and try to talk to them and tell them how I feel on the inside, what I'm going through on the inside and still they try to, they, they and, and, and while I'm doing that, they try to overtalk me and tell me how I'm feeling on the inside. How are you going to tell me how I feel on the inside? You have to be mature enough to listen to the conversation. You have to be mature enough to hear that person out so that you can better understand them. But when you're just constantly over-talking them, you know, I I hate, I just, I really do. And and that's why I kind of like, I, I, I'm gonna be honest with y'all, I, I shut down, I, I'm shut down. And I, you know, the only person that I really talk to a lot when I'm going through something is my wife, Akisha. That's my best friend. In the words of IG, that's my, my YG. That's my hitter, my hitter. And she's been the one that I go to that I talk to about the deep subjects, about stuff that's coming up out of me from stuff that I've seen as a child, stuff that I was dealing with as a child that I did not pay attention to those stuff. These things are coming uh, to me and I'm starting to deal with it. It's starting to come up out of me, and I'm starting to deal with this stuff, this trauma that I experienced. And and I'm not going to act like I had this horrible life. I had a great life. My parents have been the best parents in the world. I had a great upcoming. Uh, But still, in that, you had moments in your life where things was just crazy. And, you know, you got to be real and be honest with that. And My wife has been the one that I've gone to and that I have talked to and that I can just go and be. 100% 100% real with you need somebody in your life that you can be 100% real with that you can show them your ugliness well y'all probably said Lajon you already ugly well you know that's that's a head start for Akisha I'm ugly so I, I got an ugly, in, uh, ugly inside and stuff like this so I can just be real with her 100% ugly 100% real with her with what I'm going through so um, you have to have that person that will allow you to vent and I think one of Keisha's greatest leadership qualities is that Keisha has the ability to listen. A lot of us don't carry that. A lot of us think just because we're leaders, it's always talk, 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 talk. No, it's not always talk, talk, talk. Sometimes as a leader, as a pastor, what I found out in helping people is it's not always preaching to them, it's listening to them. And you have to be able to listen comprehend, and then come up with strategy to help that person go what they're going through. But you can't get to that point until you listen to them. Allow people to vent. You are allowed to vent. You are allowed to have a moment. The problem problem comes in when you allow the moment to have you So you have to have that outlet. You have to have that person that you can trust, that you can say, hey, you know, I'm going through this certain situation and uh, I'm just not happy. I'm not in a good place. I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not okay. It's okay not to be okay. And we have to kill that stigma, stigma, whatever the case, the word is, we have to kill that mindset that oh i gotta be mr perfect i gotta be miss perfect my life got to be this my life got to be that and you got to post this and front this look on instagram and on facebook and on twitter and snapchat uh and all those good things and tiktok i was trying to think of the other Outlet, because Snapchat, I don't think that's too popular. I don't know. I'm not on any of them. But yeah, anyways, you know, I go down that little rabbit hole, wormhole. Let me stay focused. But we have to kill that junk about trying to be perfect in front of people. We don't have to be perfect. You're not perfect. There's nobody perfect. We all go through. Have your moment. Don't let your moment have you. Talk about it to somebody. Find somebody that you can trust and that can handle your weight. And I'm not talking about your physical weight, but I'm talking about your mental and emotional weight. Somebody that loves you enough to listen to you, then they can check you at the same time and say, okay, I've heard everything that you said. Once you're done saying your piece and you feel emptied out, okay, now let's talk about it. This is why people pay all this money to go through to therapists because these therapists have the ability to sit down and listen to where in the church we. Listen for a little bit, and then oh, we got a word. no, it ain't always that, man. sometimes your deliverance ain't gonna come through somebody blowing their breath in your face, sometimes it ain't gonna come through them laying you out, it ain't gonna come through them prophesying i mean prophesying to you. sometimes deliverance can come through a general conversation. I cannot tell you how many i lately I've had more. Conversational deliverances Than at church Laying hands deliverances And it's all God We don't want that Oh if God don't come in a certain way That ain't him No God can come and God can do what he do In many ways Multiple ways That's just how dope God is That's just how good God is God has many facets to him you can't just nail God down to one certain thing or one certain way of coming in. He can come in through general conversation and, gen- and, and, and uh, he can come through. You simply allow somebody to talk their feelings out and to talk about what they are going through. Deliverance can happen like that. And that's just how good God is. That's just how dope God is. So he allows Elijah to vent. And then he tells Elijah to get up and go to the front of the mountain. And there I will show you myself. And the Bible says that as Elijah went, he stood at the mountain. And a hurricane, the winds of a hurricane came through the winds of an earthquake came through fire came through and then check this part out God was not in any of that at that present moment God was not in any of that he did not hear God through all of those things through the earthquake through the hurricane through the fire he did not hear God how did he hear God then how did God respond to him the Bible says in a still small voice God spoke to him What does that mean, One? It's not always going to come. And a lot of people who are depressed and you want deliverance, you have to be open in how your deliverance has come. I just kind of talked about it just then. It's not going to come through the emotional uh, fix. Sometimes it's going to come through a still small voice. And God began to speak to me on Sunday. And I told the church this, we got to be better communicators. We got to be better willing communicators to deal with subjects, deal with things the way that God gives you to deal with it. We're not going to always be this emotional show performance type ministry is sometimes it's going to come through conversation. Conversation is just that important nowadays. And I, let me get back to what God spoke to me on Sunday. He said in this season, uh, in this season, uh, the teach or the, the, the still small voice will be just as powerful as the preacher is. And a lot of people feel like if I'm not preaching, I'm not helping somebody. No, sometimes it's just in your conversation, the still small voice and in that with that still small voice, God began to reassure him because after listening to Elijah, he let him vent again. Elijah began to talk about how he, he felt hopeless, like he was the only prophet out there left, and they was trying to kill him, and that's what brought on his depression. That's what brought on his suicidal thoughts. He would rather die himself of himself than to uh, allow somebody else to kill him. That's how depressed he, depressed he was, and God really began to reassure him and put assignments to him to let him know that I still have a work for you. I still have something that I need you to do. I still have stuff that I I have called you to do. And and you are not by yourself. I have thousands of people who have not bowed their knees to Baal, who have not surrendered to Baal, who have not been slaughtered by Baal. I still have people out there that have that are still standing. You are not by yourself. God reassures him that he is not hopeless. He is not by himself. He still has good, and has still has the work for him to do. So you have to be able to go through these different levels to help somebody who's going through depression. You have to make sure I, I, if you are dealing with depression, you have to make sure that you have a proper diet, that you're getting a proper rest, that you have the time to collect your thoughts, that you have time to vent and to get out how you're feeling. And then you have to have the. uh Ability to listen to that still small voice or however your deliverance or your breakthrough comes. It might come through a therapist. You know, I did a a podcast where Ashley last year said, I love God and I go to therapy. There's nothing wrong with going to therapy. There's nothing wrong with it, with, nothing wrong with it at all. Go get the help that you need, but make sure you go through this process so that you can help get the true deliverance that you need. Will it be easy? No. Will you have to confront some things? Absolutely. But you have to do the work. The work is so important for you to do. And if you can do the work, it will work out for you. Sometimes your mountain isn't as big as you think it is. Your mountain isn't as hard or as high as you think it is. And if it's really that high, you can get there if you take it step by step. Take your time and look through what you're going through and face your situation head on. And know, trust to believe that one God is there with you. He promised in his word that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. He'll be with us until the end of time. 2. God will place somebody in your life that will help you along the way. Because after Elijah comes down from the mountain, he runs into Elisha. And Elisha became his friend, he became his confidant, he became his partner within ministry, and Elisha Stayed with uh, Elijah until and check this part out. And I'm ready to get out of here. Elijah wanted to die, but Elijah never died. This is a dope thing about God. The thing that you request that you know, you, you, you really don't uh, need. He'll turn that thing around. Elijah wanted to die at the beginning of chapter 19, but when he is, when he leaves, he never dies. The Bible says that he was caught up. So he never died. His request was denied. God, sometimes God will deny your request because he has a greater plan for your life. I just thought I threw that in. Throw that in. But I hope that today's episode was an encouragement to you all. You know, I'm I'm not gonna hold myself down on one Way of coming to y'all with a different podcast because I have different sides of me. I have a comedic side. Everybody know, I'm, uh, for most of you know that I'm silly. Most of y'all know that I, you know, sometimes we talk about social issues. Sometimes I'm gonna talk about those spiritual things because that's just a part of a Elijah One, and I'm I'm learning to embrace Elijah One and to present Elijah One the way to God has given a large one to present his gift to the world. This is my gift to you. This is my offering to you, to the world, that I give to you, that God has given me to be a blessing to you all. So, you know, I hope that y'all appreciate it. Uh, I I really appreciate y'all listening to it. Hey, if you are dealing with a situation, if you are dealing with depression, I want to let you know that we are here for you. We are praying for you and we love you. You are not by yourself. There's still greater ahead. Just continue to battle. Don't stop. Don't stop going through. Continue to go through because better days are ahead. All right. If you need somebody, reach out to your boy. I'm here for you. You know, you're not by yourself. You know, you can trust me. Uh, If you want to trust me, you can trust me. Uh, If you find somebody that you need, you can talk to, go to them, get the help you need. Don't just sit there. Go get the help you need. All right. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for listening to Frustrated Black Christian Podcast. Uh, I didn't really have a, a subject for this episode. I'll come up with one as I'm writing it down. So, um, Yeah, talking about battling depression today. So I love y'all. Better days are ahead. Remember to be positive, be purposeful, be productive, continue to progress. And, um, you know, go read Philippians 4 and 8. That's that's a good scripture to read. What Paul tells us think on these things, and the peace of God will be with you. All right. I love y'all. I'll see y'all next week for another episode of Frustrated Black Christian Podcast. Until next week, peace.